Good evening and welcome to the Shuttlepod coverage of the American election. It's everything to play for between Joey Scrumples and Donny Toots, and we'll be with you all through the night covering the latest and greatest developments. That's right, my name's Tom Kirk, and this is my co-host, whose name is... Oh, Will, hello, it's me, I'm Will, and I'm joining Tom in this exciting development. I realised that I, uh, I muted my own microphone during that. Of course, Will, we're not really covering the American election, are we? No, although uh, as we record this, it is very exciting. Um, Joe Biden has just taken a sizable lead in Pennsylvania, which would mean that uh, he becomes the next president and Donald Trump, who is the worst human being in the world, would finally be kicked out. And I, for one, could not wish for a better birthday present than the removal of Donald Trump from office and for him to be uh, arrested as he leaves the White House for anybody who is related to him to also be arrested and for his children to be expelled from school and for Donald Trump to be put into a great big cannon and shot at the moon. Now, you may have noticed that I was talking for quite some time there without Tom laughing, which he normally would do, and that's because I think Tom just spilt something. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, it's absolutely correct. Can you hear me? I can hear you. What did you spill? I spilt my beer all over my laptop. Wicked. Well done. <laughs> oh, no. It, it's an absolute disaster. Is it still working? Well, if you can hear me, then it, it's still working, it is, yeah. but... Oh my word, that's not good at all. Um, we'll... <laughs> High technology, here we go. Because uh, you might have. Well, I was going to say, listeners, um, this is different from our uh, our previous episode because obviously we were in person until recently, but uh, since last time, what has happened is lockdown two has started. That's right. And it's like so many sequels; it's a bit disappointing. They're just kind of rehashing what they did last time. There's nothing really kind of new or inventive about it. They just thought, well, let's have another go at that. Uh, everyone seemed to like it so much last time. Let's just do it again. So Will and I aren't actually in the same room tonight, are we, Will? No, we are connected via technology. Uh, and right. that means that you are drinking a proper beer rather than uh, a low-alcohol beer. And I, too, am drinking a proper beer. That's right. We've gone fully alcoholic for this pod. Yeah, so if it's if it's more unhinged than normal, that's why. If the pod does cut off halfway through, listeners, it's because I spilt my beer on my expensive laptop. Yeah. And if I cut off halfway through, it's because I'm an old man, and after a couple of beers, I need to find somewhere warm <laughs> to have a little nap. And just carry on without me, it's fine. So, Will, yes. what's been going on in your world? Oh, lordy, dordy, dordy, we likes to poddy. Um, Actually, should we, start, should we start the podcast properly like we always do? Okay, sure. Let's do it. Let's have a podcast. <laughs> this is Shuttlepod. I mean, I think if we are getting rid of the whole cat bat thing, we need to agree on something else to say at the start of a podcast rather than let's do it, let's have a podcast. Well, I think that's a perfectly good way to start a podcast. All right, fine. For season three, 
as, as long as we're agreed, we're going to be on. Let's do it. Let's have a podcast. <laughs> Does it have to be the same every time? I just I I like to have routine, and I like to know when to get fired you up, do, don't you? when to get ready. I need a I need the starter's gun. I can't I can't be doing anything spontaneous. Okay, well we're back. Um, we're not back together, but we're back on the airwaves. Mm. A little bit of wind there, um, and we're ready to talk to you, the listeners, about the most important things that are going on both in our world and in yours. That's right. We've we've turned into talk radio, so we will be welcoming <laughs> calls from you throughout the evening. We will be discussing the uh, the great topics of the day. Uh, we'll be talking about politics and philosophy and the environment. And popcorn. And, of course, popcorn. Um, and eggs. Well, I had a delicious bag of... A small a small bag of Maltesers earlier. Oh, I love a Malteser. Do you know, I had some Maltesers ice cream. Today? Yeah, some Maltesers flavoured ice cream. Not not long ago, but a couple of hours ago. It's really nice. People say... People say... The trolls say... The commenters say that we're not in sync... But I think that we've clearly proved that we're very much in sync. Oh. We've both consumed a Malteser chocolate product today. That's correct. And and also our, our cycles have um, have come together as well, haven't they? Not our, not our feminine cycles. Our cycle. moon cycles because, have aligned. Yeah, not, our, not our moon cycles so much as our cycles of visiting the toilet. I know because you send me a text every time you visit the toilet. And Thank what you. has started to happen is that I'm always on the toilet at the same time. So that's nice. Our, just our natural bodily rhythms have started to coincide. Uh, what could go wrong? Mm. So what have you been up to, Will? Let's start properly. Okay, I, well, I've got some out and about. So if you're play, play me the out and about thingamabob, and then I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Here it comes. Now. Out and about, out and about, there's a man over there and he's tickling a trout. Out and about, out and about, there's a lady over there and she's sniffing the grout. Out and about, out and about, there's a child over there who is picking a sprout. Out and about, out and about, please be quiet and try not to shout. Lovely. Stuff. That's the theme. Yeah, very nice. We need to change that, don't we? I think we said that last week. I, I, I still find that it's not, it's not fresh, but it's still, if it was in the fridge... You'd still eat it, of course. You but would. you'd be looking at the at the the packaging and trying to work out if it was safe by this stage. Like you're thinking to yourself, has that gone a little bit green? Is that just the lighting in here? Does it smell? Does that smell, or is that the smell it's supposed to have? Not sure. But it's it's still you would eat it and you wouldn't throw up yet. But probably we're All right. we're probably close to the stage where you'd eat it and then regret it about half an hour afterwards. And then continue to regret it for a day or so. You've taken the analogy too far, and, and you've hurt my feelings with it. So I, let's move on. Shall I could we? take it further. I'm just saying. <laughs> so my uh, my first bit of out and about started almost the moment that I said goodbye to you after our last episode, because okay. uh, as listeners will know, uh, the pattern recently, not now of course, but recently has been that I've been driving up the M3 from Southampton to Farnham, to go and see Tommy, and we have recorded in the furniture shop, and then uh, set off back afterwards. And it's and it's quite often, it's it's a little bit late by the time we finish, so it'll be sort of 9, 9.30 maybe by the time we finished. 
And I said I've done M3. It'll be midweek and I'll be a bit tired maybe. You're always very worried that I'm going to career off the road as I go back down the M3. And so what I do is I will uh, open my windows and I will put a specific playlist on my uh, on my stereo in my car, which is my musicals playlist. Because I know all the words to all the songs in my musicals playlist and I will just blast them out. And whether it's Phantom of the Opera or Mary Poppins, whatever it might be, I will sing along all the way home. And that keeps me alert and makes sure that I'm not going to drift off to sleep. So that's what I did, as per usual. And I I set off with uh, the point of no return, I think, uh, uh, fittingly enough, on my car stereo as I I left Farnham and uh, negotiated my way to the M3. And that's when things started to go wrong, Tommy. So right. got to about Basingstoke and there was a diversion. So the whole of the M3 was closed and um, there was a diversion that was sending me through Basingstoke somewhere else. And I just I just trusted it. I said, I see the yellow signs. I know the yellow signs. I understand the yellow signs. I'm not going to try and do anything funny here. <laughs> I'm going to do as I'm told. I'm a good boy because yeah. I've I've got into sort of, problems in the past where i've thought no sod that i'm not going to do what some yellow sign tells me to do i'm going to work out my own way to get home thank you very much i don't need your help and then you quite often you just end up sort of going round and round in circles so i said right i'm going to follow the yellow signs and no matter where they tell me to go i'm just going to do it we start to get further and further north now obviously the, the m3 leads directly to southampton South, it goes south. It goes south. It goes directly, almost to my front door. The M3, uh, and this was starting to say M4. Now the M4 doesn't go to Southampton, but I thought, I, never mind, never mind. I know what's going to happen. It's directly to the M4, and I'm going to go across, <laughs> and I'm going to meet the A34, and the A34 almost goes directly to Southampton as well. So I, I just hit the A34, and I'll go on down. So I was, I was going further north and further north and further north, just. Follow the yellow signs. Follow the yellow signs. Doesn't matter where you think it's taking you. And I don't know in your head if you have like a, a compass that tells you if it's like, oh, I feel like I'm going up now. I feel like I'm going up. I feel like I'm going the wrong way. Even though it's night time and there's, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not navigating by the stars or anything. But ultimately, I feel like oh, this feels like I'm going the wrong way. But I'm following the yellow, follow the yellow signs. Do you know what happened when I got to the M4? No. <laughs> the M4 was also shut. So I got to the M4, <laughs> and the barriers across the road, and that section of the M4 was also shut. And the yellow sign said, go further north, go further north, go further north. So we'll say go over the M4 go, and keep going north. Go over the M4 and keep on going north. And I'm, and right. I'm following the yellow signs, and I'm following the yellow <laughs> signs, and I'm still singing at this stage, but I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to get a bit more worried at this stage, so... <laughs> Just a spoonful of sugar helps medicine go down. I'm getting more and more worried. I'm trying not to cry. It's going to be fine. But it's it's going to take a long time now. And I start seeing signs to Newbury. We go past Newbury. I start, see- nice. I start seeing signs to Pangbourne. I, I start seeing signs to Oxford. I think, oh my God... I'm going in the wrong direction. I want to go south, and you're forcing me to go further north. 
this is not fair. But there are no other cars on the road by this point. It's getting late. Right. So I've been on the road probably for about an hour at this stage. And and I'm further away from my destination than when I started. And do you know what happened when I got to the A34? What happened? It was also closed. So <laughs> they had closed the M3, the M4 and the A34 all at the junctions where I wanted to get onto them. And I couldn't get onto any of them. And when I got to the uh, junction with the A34, because I was still singing and trying not to cry, and I saw that it was closed, and I shouted at the top of my voice, Oh, fuck off, you bastard! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off! Like that. (laughs) And again, my my voice kind of cracked. I want to get home. I just want to get home. And it was was turning into like an epic journey. And... um, Anyway, basically, I, I, you know, the other thing is that the the, Nis- the Nissan Qashqai, whilst it is the most advanced car in the world, it has to be said, the, the, <laughs> the built-in sat-nav in it isn't great. And it gets convinced of things that aren't true. And then and then you right. can't tell it otherwise. So there's, there's a bit of road, for example, uh, near Southampton that it just doesn't think exists. And when you try to negotiate your way out of Southampton, it will take you on like a 25-minute re- like reroute to avoid this particular bit of road. <laughs> and even when you're on it, the, you could see it going, what the, the hell are you doing? You're, <laughs> you're driving through a field, you maniac. <laughs> According to me, this is lava. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. You better build up some speed because you're going to have to jump over a river as, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> anyway, so um, it's, it should have taken me 50 minutes to get home. It took me two and a half hours. Oh, my God. Goodness! Yeah, I got home uh, just after midnight, <laughs> and you did text me, and um, I didn't really notice at the time. No, I thought just thought I was <laughs> he's home. I was having fun. So, um, why were they? Why had they closed the the motorways? Was it to stop you getting home to Southampton? Do you think it was? It was it a deliberate ploy? It did feel like some sort of shadowy government conspiracy, whereby <laughs> the moment that I parked outside of your shop in Farnham, they were like, "Right, do it." <laughs> these like men in black kind of style people all swooped down on the motorways <laughs> a sort of net was was closing in on me to, I, I don't know they they wanted to capture me maybe but i evaded them but you made you made it home um and everything was fine i made it home and everything was fine um my next bit of out and about was um a couple of nights after that where um some people we know uh were uh, they're shielding you know obviously covid's going bonkers right now uh they had a vulnerable person in their house and um so they just decided to to you know hunker down and and try and uh do their best to avoid other people and my wife had very sweetly said to them look uh, we're going shopping my husband's going shopping i'm very willing I'm almost a bit too willing to offer his services to do whatever <laughs> i i'm willing to put him out of his way as much as you'd like for your convenience, just tell me how much. If, I mean, it doesn't really matter what. If you say you'd like him to do star jumps in our garden for half an hour for no reason, then I will make him do that, and he'll do it because he's scared of me. Um, so, anyway, they they wanted some they wanted some items. This family, um, it was it was slightly strange. The items they wanted they wanted like four pints of whole milk. Okay, I don't think that's strange. I think that's perfectly reasonable. They wanted um, a really big bar of dairy milk. 
and they Again. and they wanted two French baguettes. Okay. I'm not sure what they're up to, but anyway, it's, it's up to them. It's, you know, that's that's their choice. Um, anyway, so I, I whilst doing my shop, I I got them those things, and uh, my wife said it was only a, only a few streets over from us. Uh, my wife said, right, they they live at number sixty six, so. Uh, can you just pop around there and give them the shopping? I said, okay, sure. And they, she said, but um, don't hand it over. Uh, like a better thing to do, is just put it on their doorstep and and leave. And I'll I'll let them know that it's there, and they can come pick it up at their convenience because they they really don't <laughs> want to see other people. Oh, all right, fair enough. So I drove over to their street, <laughs> and I found number sixty six. And it, it wasn't easy finding them. You know, like sometimes. There are some streets where it's really easy to do that and some streets where it's not and like the numbering doesn't quite yeah. work. It was, for some reason, the numbering was tricky. There were lots of cars parked there. I couldn't park anywhere. Anyway, I eventually found 66. By this stage, already a few people were giving me strange looks like, why is this weirdo <laughs> driving slowly up and down our road looking into all of our houses? Anyway, but I, I managed to park up. I left. I, I went into number 66 and actually there was a little girl who was at the window, like looking out through the the net curtains, and um, yeah. she gave me a funny look as I dropped off the groceries outside their door. Anyway, and I I came home and said, right, I've I've done it, my love. What's what's your next task for me? What am I doing now? Are you sending me up the chimneys? Like, do you want me to retarmac somebody else's drive? What do you want me to do? And um, and she said. And there was there was this look of horror on her face, and she said, "What, what number?" I said, "66." And she said, "I think I may have told you the wrong number." <laughs> and she looked at her phone, and sure enough, it wasn't number sixty-six; it was number forty-four. So, <laughs> and they can't leave their house to go and pick it up. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm really sorry; it's outside number sixty-six. Could you just go down the road and pick it up?" So I had, so right. I had to go back. To their road and go back to number 66 where the same little girl was still looking out the window <laughs> as I sheepishly made it up their drive and you could see that she turned around and she spoke to somebody behind her and then like, her mum came to the window with her because she, she obviously said hey look mummy he's back because it's literally like, this guy's just left a bag outside and then two minutes later... A bag of milk, chocolate and bread. Two baguettes. What's he doing? <laughs> and, then, and then I was back and I sort of picked it up. And I thought they were going to come to their door. And I would just say, oh, I'm terribly sorry. It turns out I dropped this off at the wrong at the wrong door. But they didn't. They just, two of them, this, this lady and her daughter, just stared at me out of their window as I picked it up. And I tried to give them the sort of signal for, it's the wrong... I put it in the wrong house. <laughs> I've, I'm sorry that... And they just stared at me as I walked away. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that was that. They must have thought you were. They must have thought you were some sort of COVID-inspired budget Santa Claus. Yeah, or it was some sort of threat. You know how in like The Godfather, <laughs> where you leave like a horse's head in their bed. <laughs> if you leave leave a pair of baguettes on their doorstep, that's some sort of code. What can it mean? Yeah. The chocolate clearly means that. Uh, they they want they want me dead. Yeah. But what about the two baguettes? There's something phallic about it. Is he <laughs> is he compensating for something? <laughs> what does he's going to beat us to death with the baguettes yeah. and then feast on an extra large bar of dairy milk? Is it some sort of sexy like offer? 
What do we do? Is there a message in the baguettes? How do we respond? Is it like dogging? Is this dogging? Is there a couple? <laughs> is this what dogging is? Does dogging involve baguettes? I've heard of dogging. Phil, we've been initiated. <laughs> Phil, can you Google dogging? Can you Google Southampton dogging? Because maybe this is like a localised chapter of the Southampton dogging group. And we have to respond in some way. And I want to get it right. Because I don't want to send over, you know, some petty feely to their house and for that to be the completely inappropriate response. <laughs> I think in many ways, Will, you were very lucky that they hadn't sort of done a controlled explosion on it by the time you got back. Yeah, or decided that it was sexy time and they, they didn't just grab me as I approached the door and, you know, some sort of uh, sexy time party could have could have occurred. Who knows what happens in suburban Southampton? <laughs> Certainly not me. It's It's an absolute jungle down here. <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm terrified of my neighbours constantly. Oh dear. Oh dear. What a state of affairs. Yep. So that was that. Um we went pumpkin picking. Oh lovely. For Halloween? For Halloween. And we went to a local pumpkin farm where they make a massive deal out of it. So they there are sort of signposts to it and you know, proper big, not like some you know, something scrawled on a piece of paper in blood or excrement like you normally might get around here but you know proper yeah. proper glitzy signs to it like like it's Poulton's Park or something like that and they yeah. they have a massive car park with like attendants and high-vis jackets and you have to put your tickets online and all this sort of stuff and you know what you do when you get there <laughs> no. you pick up four pumpkins and you leave there's <laughs> I mean what else would you be doing what else would you be doing? They make it like it's like a whole family day out, like you're going to be there for hours. But ultimately what they've done is they've picked up a whole bunch of pumpkins and they've put them in a line and you walk around with your trolley and you put into your trolley however many pumpkins you want and you pay for them and you leave. And, and that's it. And they, they make it... So you don't even pick them? You don't pick them fresh? No. Well, they, they have a, like a really muddy field where there's a whole load of pumpkins that they haven't picked that look like they've all been used as footballs. And they're just covered in shit. And these horrible, misshapen ones. And any one of the ones that look decent, they've picked up, they've cleaned off, and they're just put in a line, and you just pick them up and you go. And there's there's a big mural where they've made a big kind of jack, jack-o'-lantern face out of pumpkins. Okay. Yeah. They had the world's second largest ever pumpkin there. So Okay. How big is so that? So it, uh, it weighed 185 stone. What? Yeah, it was enormous. <laughs> It was. Was it? Could you have lived inside it? No, it wasn't quite James and the Giant Peach. But if you think like a large bean bag, it was about it was about that size. How much did you say it was? One hundred and eighty stone. One hundred eighty five stone. Yeah, I've got a picture of it. I'll send it to you. No, that cannot be it's right. True. It was massive, but it was it was disgusting. It was like distended. It was all warped, and it wasn't perfectly round. <laughs> it looked like like the, the air had been let out of it, and it just it looked evil. It looked malevolent. Um, it made me feel very uneasy. Um, so they had they had one of those, and, and that was pretty much it. You know, we 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 stopped around for a bit. We thought there's something else we can do. Could we throw a pumpkin at another family? Start some sort of pumpkin war? Or... And we'd all got dressed up for it. Like we got wellies on. We got like waterproof trousers on. I don't know what my wife thought was going to happen. <laughs> like... I think I think she doused in pumpkin flesh when you yeah, arrived. I, I think she thought it was more like sort of pumpkin hunting, that we would be <laughs> that we'd be given some form of weapon, a big spear each or something like that, and be sent off into the woods. 
but um but no it was it was shit so they, they've uh, they've really missed this trick there, haven't they, at Pumpkin World? I think they have. I think they should make it more like Laser Quest. Absolutely. In, in general, whenever I do a leisure activity, I always end up thinking, I wish this was more like Laser Quest. I fucking love Laser Quest. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, who doesn't? Who doesn't love Laser no, Quest? It's, just, it's amazing. You can you can live out all of your fantasies about being a space marine. But with, <laughs> but with none of the consequences other than you get a bit sweaty. And, and you might accidentally rip your tracksuit bottoms, but other than might, that, you, it's good, clean fun. You, you could get a bit excited and start running down a corridor and run straight into somebody else and like knock a tooth out, maybe. But yes, even afterwards, you, that's as bad. You no, know, you, you can have a slush puppy once you're finished and a lukewarm hot dog. And oh, yeah. what's wrong with that? The smell of sweat and hot dogs oh. from those laser quest centres—it yes. really brings back an emotive. Uh, image doesn't yeah, it I've, I've got that in one of my uh in an airwick air freshener sweat sweat and hot dogs <laughs> lovely stuff they just call it virginity <laughs> sadness <laughs> oh well that's um you've had a you've had a heck of a time will since we last Mate, i'm not, I'm not even finished the, <laughs> here we go next oh good oh good i've got i've got a number of things uh about my son who is he's <laughs> okay. he's going to be five in in just another three weeks time and is okay. is really providing a lot of comedy at the moment. There's a there's a sweet spot where children provide funny things uh, and then they get annoying again. This it's like when they when children yeah. are first born, they're awful. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to you. You can't believe it. It's like a jail sentence, and then it sort of clears up for a bit. <laughs> then they get annoying again, and about four or five. They're okay, and they do funny things, and then they get annoying again, and that's and that's it. Then they're just annoying for the rest of your life. Then, but he's at he's at the sweet spot where he's um, he's being funny, and uh, it turns out I've I've managed to teach him how to swear, so that's good. On purpose? Uh, not on purpose, because uh, in our playroom, because we have a playroom, because we're a middle class family, <laughs> the playroom in our house is is actually the old dining room. Um, that's what they used to use it as, and because it's a dining room, they have a low hanging light there because it would it was a light that used to be over their dining table, but now we don't have a dining table in, in it anymore. We just have lots and lots of like Lego and Nerf guns, and yeah. um, every single time I'm in there playing with my son, what will happen is I'll forget the light is there, I'll stand up and I hit my head on it, and it's it's a really big, heavy like metal and glass. Um, sort of lampshade over it, and it really hurts when you when you hit your head on it. And I always forget it's there. And I did it recently, and as I hit my head on it, I went, "Oh, that bloody lampshade!" And my son almost immediately went, "Oh, bloody lampshade!" <laughs> and, and now every single time I go in there, he will go, "Hey, daddy, bloody lampshade!" and pointed it. <laughs> and he will also say in other rooms where there's lights. Just walk into a room and say, "Oh, Daddy, bloody lampshade!" <laughs> He'll do it in our house. <laughs> He'll do it in other people's houses. <laughs> People say, "What's he? What's he saying there, your son? What's he saying?" <laughs> say, "Oh, it's um, it's a Halloween thing because we had a Halloween lampshade that looked like it had blood on it." And they look at me and they say, <laughs> "No, no, it's not." I don't believe. I don't believe you. <laughs> you're a bad father been teaching your five-year-old son how to swear and he's been on half term uh the last couple of weeks and i'm really worried that 
he's going to go back to school and start swearing at school and that's that's going to be problematic I mean, to be honest, Will, out of all of the swear words that you could have taught him, I've got to say, I think bloody is probably one of the mildest. I suppose it is. Um, I could have said that shitting lampshade or something like that, which I guess would have been yeah, worse. Yeah, that lampshade was a total, utter <laughs> But But the thing is that bloody is, is a gateway swear, isn't it? You know, um, once they learn bloody and they learn the pleasure of... Um, the pleasure of swearing is there you know it's it's a short trip from bloody into arse and from arse into a whole world of of naughtiness it's before they're talking about cocks left right and center i don't think there's a single one of us that didn't start on the word bloody is there that's it and and bloody is so satisfying to say and then you then you learn oh god there's a whole universe of other words out there that make you feel powerful and big and strong and here they come that's one yeah it's only a a short matter of time before you're onto knob jockeys and (laughs) arse weasels and everything else in between and shuttlecocks of course and shuttlecocks so that was uh, the one thing with my son the other thing with my son is that he is in love oh really (laughs) with what with (laughs) with a uh, with with another child of his age right uh, with a with a girl at school and he's decided that he loves her. Uh, I won't. I won't embarrass her with using her real name, so we'll call her Doris. So she's probably listening. She probably isn't she? is listening. She's a keen podcaster. Um, so <laughs> he he came home and said, "Mummy, Daddy, I've got something to tell you." I'm like, "Yeah." I said, "I'm. I love Doris," and we we of course said, "Oh, that's." That's so, that's so sweet. Would you like to, um, you know, have her over for a, a play date, or you know, would you like to go over to her house or something like that? And he said, "No, you can't tell anybody because if you do, then Billy will kill me." Because Billy, right. Billy is a slightly larger boy at school who it turns out is also in love with Doris and uh, has put down dibs. And has made it clear to, so, to all the other five-year-olds at my son's school <laughs> that if anybody, if anybody goes near Doris, he will end them. And he's actually said... He will literally... He said, I, I will kill you. I will kill you. If you... If you... If you touch her, if you talk to her, if you think about her, I am going to take this Tonka truck, and I'm going to batter you to death with it. I'll do it right here, and I'll do it now. And if you think I'm joking, I'm not joking. Don't you fucking dare. I will bury your corpse in the sand They will never find you. Your wellies will be left. That's the only thing they'll ever find, is is your bright red wellies with Winnie the Pooh on. That's the only thing they'll ever find. <laughs> you will disappear. I will disappear you, uh. you fucker. <laughs> so, um, presumably Billy's not his no, real name. I've, I've changed, I've changed the purposes I've of the changed story. Billy's name as well because I'm, I'm a bit scared of him too. <laughs> I think we all yeah. are, Will. He's a terrifying child. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that. 
Um, I, poor old, poor old your poor, son. Yeah. <laughs> my poor old son. As, do you do you remember your first love, Kirky? Do you remember? Yeah, absolutely. Who's, yeah, absolutely. I do. Of course. Who doesn't remember their first you can, love? You can give her um, a, a, a pseudonym. I'm going to give her um, her real oh, name, okay. I think, because she's she's probably listening. Okay, great. Um, Lucy Bartu oh. was her name. Oh, I remember her. Yeah. Um, she was absolutely gorgeous, um, and in a way, well, you never really fall out of love with your first love, do but you? How old were you when you just? Because I remember that name from when we were younger. How how old? How old was I when I fell in yeah, love yeah. with her? I was six. Oh right, okay. But I, I still remember the name from when we were teenagers. So you really did carry a torch for it. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, she grew up. I grew up. We all grew up, didn't we? And she re- she she remained alive and living in yes. the local area. So and you, you know, I mean, we came across. You her. really blossomed as well, didn't you? You really filled out. I really did. You fulfilled the promise we'd all seen in you, and became a gorgeous young man. Gorgeous, like one of those cherubic um, Renaissance paintings. Yeah, except you didn't have wings and you weren't pissing on something. No, I'm thinking. Of the, I'm thinking of the true. fountains mainly there. Um, how did you? How did you express your your love for for Lucy? Just went round her house all the time, and you know, was she, was she okay with that, or were you just stalking her? Well, when I was invited, it was okay. fine. Um, when you weren't invited, she used to, I remember. She had a river at the bottom of her garden and occasionally I would fashion a canoe out of reeds that I'd collected from the riverbank and I'd paddle up the river um, and I'd try and attract her attention while she was in the garden or the kitchen or even the bathroom. Sing, sing her um, a song. It didn't last very long. <laughs> like, like you were paddling a gondola and you would sing, exactly. sing just one cornetto and you would throw cornettos into her garden. And then when <laughs> that's not a euphemism, of course, when, um, there was nothing sexual about it. We were just mates. We just were mates, children. and that was that was the good thing. She was really lovely, and I loved hanging out with her. And that was before there was any sort of stigma between boys and girls and fancying them. And I just liked her. I really liked her, and she, I think, she liked me. But of course, um, you were star-crossed lovers because her father didn't approve. And when he discovered right. what you were up to, he would stand in the garden, and as you paddled up in your makeshift gondola and hurled cornettos into her garden, he would stand there with a tennis racket, batting them back at you, shouting, get away, get away with your cornettos, and a, and a war. Get away, you. Right. What are you doing in my river? She doesn't want this fruit and nut. <laughs> Do you have fruit and nut cornettos? What are the flavours of cornettos? Original. Just chocolate, strawberry. Original and ice. I think mint. I think mint. There's never been a mint cornetto. I think there has been a mint cornetto, Tommy. And like so many things, you are wrong. You're dead wrong. Let's defer to the listeners. Listeners, if you know the various flavours of cornetto, please do write in to us because we'd love mm. to know. Um, so, yes, that's okay. uh, that love affair was ended early by a, an overzealous father. Uh, I remember once he... He set his crows on me, and it was terrifying, Will, and I've been afraid of crows ever yeah, since. Yeah, that's because her father was Saruman from Lord of the Rings. He lived, lived he? in a big black tower. Well, my um, wasn't, wasn't re- my first love, if, if you have a connection, in fact, to my two first loves, which is which is pretty extraordinary. Um, Go on, then. So my very first love, uh, we will call um, Samantha. Samantha was... Uh, a girl who lived in the same village as me went to we went to school together went to primary school together and i i latched onto her 
in a slightly uncomfortable way. Uh, never really quite sure why, but I just I think in my head I just decided one day this this is the woman for me. I saw the way that she did her crayon drawings. I saw the way that she played hopscotch, and I thought that's everything I want in a woman. That's everything I want in a life mate. I've decided I'm six years old. Samantha's the one for me. She's the one for you. And I express that by giving her a Valentine's card every Valentine's. It was not a Valentine's card and a and a box of chocolates. And Ooh. I, uh, I. Where did you get your hands on the funds to purchase chocolates? Oh, my my parents were the enablers. <laughs> they knew what was going on. They. I think they 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 thought it was a good from a sort of dynastic point of view. They thought, yeah, if if those two get together, that will be that will be great for our family and our dynasty. So let's let's try and engineer those two two great families of Crundle linking. Together. Yeah, exactly. They just thought we will have all the power then if we manage to marry off our son to their daughter. Anyway, so I, I used to go over there on Valentine's morning, and I was kind of obsessed with James Bond and the Milk Tray Man, and I decided that the way I wanted to do it was I would sort of leave it on her doorstep. But uh, I couldn't do it under the cover of darkness because only six or seven. <laughs> my mum had to accompany most of the way. So what I would do is in broad daylight. <laughs> and also the, the front door gave me nowhere to hide because I wanted to ring the doorbell and then be able to sort of hide somewhere when the doorbell was the door was answered and, and the chocolates were received. So I, I'd had to sneak around the back of her house and leave the chocolates on right. her back doorstep and sort of knock on the door. And the way that yeah. their house was arranged was that you could see from the kitchen everything. You could see me crawling along in a sort of action man crawl up to their back doorstep okay. and leaving <laughs> a box of chocolates there. And I wasn't aware at the time, but apparently every Valentine's morning, the family would gather in their kitchen and would wait for the dickhead down the road. I think I, think I even wore black sometimes, even though it was broad daylight. <laughs> I have I have memories of wearing like a black like roll neck jumper. No, you didn't. I, maybe I, maybe I've made that up, but in my in my memory, I was wearing all black, and I I think I would have worn a balaclava if I'd had one. And uh, yeah, they they'd watch me do it. And here he comes, here he comes again, bloody hell! And the other thing is that once I knocked on the door and ran away, and they pretended like they hadn't seen me, they would open up the box of chocolates, and. Apparently, every time they opened up the box of chocolates, they'd find that a couple were missing because because <laughs> I'd eaten a couple on route. <laughs> I thought I love oh, just to get some vital yeah. calories in you as you as you crawled up the yeah, garden. I, I love you, Samantha. I love you so much, but also I also love the strawberry cream. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take that one out as a kind of tax. And I'll, I'm going to take the caramel keg as well. Um. <laughs> a love touch. Yeah. Well. Gosh. Well, that's the thing because because ultimately, my love was unrequited, as all in all great love stories, you know. <laughs> all your well, love certainly, stories, yeah. certainly, certainly growing up, <laughs> and um, she never got me anything back. <laughs> she, she was she was absolutely mortified by the whole thing. She thought the whole thing was embarrassing. She wanted me to stop. She didn't know what she could do to make me stop. Uh, so she never got me anything back. So I used to think, well, if you're not going to get me anything back, I'm going to get myself a little present. And that little present <laughs> is two strawberry creams and a caramel keg. 
Anyway, your um, your connection to to Samantha is that you yeah. went out with her. Okay, <laughs> not at the time. I didn't know Tom at the time. So Tom and I met when we were thirteen. But when you were when you were eighteen, uh, just after we left school, I was stunned to find that you you'd started going out with her. That you had met her in a pub in right. Farnham, and, and you were going out. So did that when you found out that I was going out with her? Did that rake up all those memories of the time that you'd you'd suited her and um, indeed booted it, her? It made me very very angry. I'm only I'm only really <laughs> telling you this now, twenty two years later, <laughs> because many was the night that I was going to come over to your house and just have it out with you, but. <laughs> A, I was going out with somebody else at the time, and and that person probably would have thought it was strange, and <laughs> and also I'd I uh, the police had made me sign something to say that I wasn't going to come within <laughs> crawling within in the garden anymore. Feet of her. So, so that was that, and um, then the uh, but that's I think that shows the the the, str- the strength of the first love, doesn't oh, it? It shows sure it does, you. Yeah. Even years later, years down the line, when one of your best friends being very respectful with that person and, and entirely you know, appropriate, playing it yeah, by the book, entirely appropriate. Exactly. With it, but I was still willing to, a bit like Billy with my with my son, I was willing to end you. And <laughs> you're lucky that I didn't. And then the the connection with the other one is you also have a connection with the first girl I ever went out with. So there was a, another girl at primary school who I used to find attractive, and uh, we'll call her Claire, and. Um, and I think she actually does listen to this sometimes, so we'll give her a, give her a different name. And um, I, this was the first girl I ever went out with, and I think I was about eight or nine. And what okay. happened was one day in primary school, another boy who was a friend of Claire's came up to me. We'll call this boy Duncan. And <laughs> Duncan came up to me and said, um, oh, by the way, Claire likes you. Do you want to go out with her? And I said, yeah, 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 I do. That'd be amazing. He went, okay, I'll go and tell her. And he came back about five minutes later and went, yeah, that's all happened. So you're going out with, you're going out with Claire now. I was like, oh, fantastic. Oh, oh it's finally come true. Oh, this is amazing. That was, that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. In fact, that was, that's a bit too easy, really. But okay. I mean, it's like a turn. Slightly turned off by how easy that was. I'd like to have played the game a little bit more. Uh, after all, uh, you know, have, have a reputation for being a, a romantic lover by now. I drop off chocolates and put exactly. You, you'd probably had something grand yeah, planned I'm... for her, it's like zip lining out of a, a local tree and pelting her with Quality <laughs> yeah. Street. And then a notorious turtleneck wearer of Crondle. <laughs> like, like to like to work a little bit harder for my conquests, but. All right, fine. <laughs> the seven-year-old turtleneck wearer of yeah. Crondle. <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. I was, great, okay, we're going out. So <laughs> what then happened is uh, a tumultuous three days in which yeah. at no point did I say anything to Claire and no point did she say anything to me and no point did we come within more than 10 feet of each other. Uh, no messages were passed back and forth between us. It was just known that we were going out. And after yep. three days of completely ignoring one another, Duncan came back up to me in primary school and said, yeah, you're no longer going out with Claire, by the way. 
<laughs> and that was it. And and I was I was I was genuinely heartbroken at the time. I was like, oh, what what did I do wrong? I mean, I guess looking back at it, I probably should have spoken to her. Or acknowledged her in some way. Or just even looked yeah, at her. Just, yeah. you know, done something at least. Um, and it only occurred to me later that, of course, the whole thing might never have happened at all. It may have just been Duncan fucking around with me. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan, without my knowledge or Claire's, just going up to people and saying, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah. Uh, you see Fiona over there? Yeah, you're going out with her now. <laughs> some little kid. Oh, all right, yeah, fine. <laughs> They're coming over, maybe, maybe even just twenty-five minutes later. Go, yeah, you're not going out with her anymore. By the way, you fucked it up, you loser. <laughs> but hey, good news, you are now going out with her over there. So, <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> and that's how he gets his kicks. He just went round. Oh god, creating illusionary. I was going to say that. I was going to say the only th- only part that you took in the whole thing was you. You listened to a boy called Duncan. Yeah. That's all you did. Exactly. And and so. Uh, the girl Claire, I know, is. I think you have a connection with her somehow. I think your do your kids go to the same school? Do you know who I'm talking? Yeah, about? our kids are friends. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I think she does listen to this. So Claire, if you know who you are, I'm not sure if you have any memory of that. I would really like to know. <laughs> let Tom know. Or was the other kid uh, just <laughs> just creating castles in the sky? Who can say? I think that um, that story is the kind of thing that could be made into a Netflix 10-programme series yeah. where at the end we finally learn, yeah. was it real? Yeah, it would be very tense, wouldn't it? I, yeah. Wouldn't it? My part would be played by Haley Joel Osment. But <laughs> Haley Joel Osment now. As, <laughs> as a, four, a big, fat, bearded man. A big, man. fat, bearded 40-year-old man who is in a... No, actually, no, because... Well, only if all the other children are also played by adults. If we only have my part played by an adult, it's going to seem really creepy. That it's 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 a bad idea to start off with, isn't it? Anyway, Haley Joel Osment looks great in a turtleneck. I know that well, for for sure. As, as of course, as did I. So so that was that. Um, oh, we've got a lot of stuff here. God, we've we've been going forty six minutes, and we're still on out and about. Is this okay? Do you want me to? What? Do you want me to save some out and about for next time, or should we just should we just pile through it? I know you've got a few features. You know what? I think you can have too much of a good yeah. thing. I I tell you what, I will. I've got some more things here, but I I will save them for our next pod because let's face it, in the next two weeks, we're, everyone's in lockdown, and probably nothing interesting will happen. So I will. I will save my the rest of my out and about for uh, our next pod, perhaps, and uh, we'll get onto our feature, shall we? I'm sure I speak for all the listeners when I say that's a very good <laughs> yeah. idea. Yes, please. We've had enough. <laughs> but there is one thing that's happened oh, yeah. since we last saw, saw each other that you've neglected to that's mention, true. Yes, isn't there, Will? that is, and... That is that I have bought a manscaping tool and I have started to shave my privates. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> Facebook ads again getting to you. Yeah. Uh, no, I yes, I turned 40. So I turned 40 on Tuesday. I am now a 40-year-old man. My God. And for me and all the listeners, Will, I'd love to say... Lovely. 40 years old. Yeah, I know. Flipping Nora. It's, it has given me 
quite a number of sort of existential moments over the last two or three weeks um because obviously you get older and you get older and and lots of lots of ages you reach and think oh god how on earth did i you know become 35 or something but 40 40 is 40 years I old i remember our history teacher at school having a mug and the mug said oh no 40 and looking at that and thinking my god 40 year old people are like dinosaurs aren't they they're just these useless old turds and <laughs> i will never be 40 and and yet here i am and it, it, some people have have you know um people we've known for a long time people we're at school with will say well you know you haven't you haven't changed at all which sounds like a compliment it sounds as though because i have i haven't really aged all that much uh, in the last 25 years that that i'm somehow ageless and that's not true because the simple truth is that i have looked 40 for the last 25 years i think it's well known amongst our listeners now that you have looked 40 since i've known More you and that was what we were 12 or 13 when we met each yeah. other was it yeah 13 yeah, and you looked—you had the the head of a a forty-year-old on the body of a slightly smaller forty-year-old. Yeah, I mean, it, it had its uses. It meant that I uh, I was the one who was sent into the off licenses uh, to get booze, and um, also I if I sort of accompanied some of our friends into a nightclub, they almost got away with it because sort of some of my weird age sort of rubbed off on them. Or possibly because the bouncers yeah. thought that somebody's dad was escorting them into the club. Um, Absolutely, they won some sort of prize. But uh, I like I I used to use you um, sort of like an optical illusion. Yeah. So the the way that I would do it is I would grow a stubbly sort of a half stubble of a beard, which is the best I could mm. muster, and still is. Um, but I would send you in first. So you would have the height yeah. uh, and the the facial looks of a forty yeah. year old. I would have the stubble of a slightly older child, um, and I would hope that that would sort of confuse the the bouncers or whoever was selling the alcohol yeah. uh, into thinking that we were older than we actually. You also were. developed a, a world weary cynicism, didn't you? A look uh, from a, an early a look age, in yes. your eyes that said, "I have seen some shit. Do not question <laughs> me as I purchase this four pack of Strongbow." <laughs> because I will unload on you a world of hurt. Yeah, so that's not a euphemism. No, it's it's um, you did unload on some people, didn't you? And uh, caused, <laughs> caused a bit of a mess. Um, so yeah, so I was so I was forty. I, I I wanted to have a great big party. Had been planning a great big party. I do like a party. I like a disco. Um, but uh, unfortunately. Covid intervened, and easily the worst thing that's happened from this global pandemic is that it's interfered with my birthday party plans. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we did, you know, we did a we did a, a series of things. I went and played some golf uh, with some friends of mine, and um, we had uh, a couple of nice meals in and and stuff like that. We had a kitchen disco, didn't we? Um, earlier in the week, which uh, you and your delightful family joined. Had a, a lovely, a lovely yep. birthday message from uh, all my friends, uh, sort of video message and what have you. You contributed to that, didn't you, Tommy? And yes, I did. Did just tell me in that video, which was half an hour long, how yes. many minutes did you contribute to that video, Tommy? 
around 33% yeah, of them. Yeah, you did about 10 minutes. It was just you. And at the end of your section, did you reveal your naked buttocks? Did you? Uh, did you? Yes. yes, you did. You concluded your yes, message by showing me your bum. And did you, did any of your family see the video? Uh, all of my family have seen it. The people at number 66 I took baguettes to, they've seen it. <laughs> I took it pumpkin picking with me and we projected it onto a big pumpkin. Uh, it, to be fair, it was it was like the return of an old friend because, you know, I've seen you lots of times uh, in our friendship, but I haven't seen your bum for ages. You know, no, you when haven't, you're at boarding school with somebody uh, and you play rugby with them, you see their bum quite a lot. Like, it's not, you know, it's just a thing. There's there's Tom's bum again, you know. That's that's <laughs> fine. And I probably could have picked your bum out of a crowd, a, a crowd of yeah. bums. But what are, my, what are the discerning features of my bottom that you recognise? Well, I mean, you're an athletic sort when you're at school, so you're a, you're a nice bum. You're a nice, firm, yeah. even bum. Of course, as we've discussed before, <laughs> very hairy legs, but no hair on the but- the buttocks itself. The two buttocks emerge from the hair on your legs like two delightful islands emerging from a sea. Exact two sprouting pumpkins. Yeah, a, couple of, a couple of volcanoes um, emerging from the Pacific. And and there it was again. And I thought, gosh, his bum has not aged. It's still <laughs> you could you could eat your dinner off it. And uh, and I know that, that people do. It's been, it's been tough times, hasn't it, in Farnham? And you've got to make a living however you can. And hiring out your bum as a dinner plate uh, from which people... I think, is it sushi you normally do off your bum? Sushi, uh, any sort of Asian fusion-style yeah. menu. I'll, I'll and you sometimes wedge, um, a, wedge not, an omelette in the crack. Yeah, you could... Just a word of advice there for the listeners and yourself, Will. Do not get involved with hot teriyaki because it can really burn. You're, you're famous, aren't you, for being able to wedge uh, up to 15 Pringles in your bum crack without breaking a single one. So exactly. gentle. That's so gentle is the touch. My my ba- my bottom crack is like a retriever's yes. mouth. <laughs> yeah, with their puppies. So much yeah. power, <laughs> yeah. but so gentle when it needs exactly. to. Lovely. That's a lovely image cradling i'm glad that you enjoyed it because i thought i thought to myself um your gorgeous mm. wife contacted some of your friends and said will's not going to see you this birthday we weren't in lockdown just he, doesn't want, you know he just refused just to see to. me um and she suggested we make a video for you and i thought what is a better way to celebrate my one of my acquaintances <laughs> one of my firmest acquaintances showing him my ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, anyway, that, that was lovely. So we, you know, we did stuff, and uh, with a bit of luck, by next year, uh, all this nonsense will be behind us, and we can have a proper party. But yes, it's been, it has been a week of. It's not been good for my digestive system. I'll say that because I've overcompensated <laughs> by not being able to have proper parties by drinking quite a lot, eating some rich food. Last night we had uh, a very generous friend of mine uh, got me a Hawksmore at home box. Oh, lovely! Yeah, a meat. couple of ribeye steaks uh, with some Ooh. triple cut chips, um, both of which uh, they give you some beef dripping to cook them with, Ooh, and then lovely. they give you some some um, bone marrow. You have to scrape the bone marrow into your into your gravy and put that over the top. Do you know what? I absolutely love bone mm, marrow. It's nice, isn't it? Some some people can't abide by the thought or the concept of it, but I love yeah. bone marrow. So it was it was pretty rich. Oh, sorry, sorry. 
Sorry, oh. Will. I actually meant Haribo. Ah, yeah. It's it's easy to get those things confused, isn't it? I used to say to my mum, can I have some Haribo in my packed lunch? And then was confused when there was just a leg bone in my... <laughs> With the straw yeah. in it. Um, anyway, so it's it's been it's been rich, and um, I've had to I've had to cut back now. I've had to realise that at, at forty, you can't eat food like that all the time. So it's it all gets a bit gouty, yeah. doesn't it? Around about so it's that back age. onto the prunes and old bran, I think from now. On. <laughs> well, well, my 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 original intention when we last saw each other was that we would have a birth fortieth birthday podcast, yeah. and we would be in the yeah. same room, and I would present mm-hmm. you quite ceremoniously, with your 40th birthday oh, present. wow, that's exciting. Now, we can't do that, can we? Because we're not in the same local area. So what I thought I'd do, um, and actually, I've been a little bit naughty Ooh. this year because I've gone a bit overboard and I've actually got you four wow. presents. So what I thought I would do is I would pay, play you a sound clip of your presents right. and you can try and guess oh, what they exciting. are. exciting, okay. How yeah, does that sound? That sounds like a magnificent feature. So the way I'm going to do it, so the listeners are aware, the listeners can play along if they want to. Once you've heard the noise, just pause the podcast and have a guess and then carry on listening. Yep. Um, is I'm going to start with the cheapest present first and then I'm going to work up in value. Okay, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Right, so get your, get your ears mm-hmm. open and listen to your first present. Did oh, you hear that? That was it. <laughs> that I- was it. Here it comes again. Wow. Is it... What's is that, it a Will? karate chop? Is it's not far is, off because that's not cheap, isn't it? It's, it's free, chop. really, to give someone a karate chop for their uh, for their birthday. I'm not going to physically abuse you for your birthday, okay. Will. Shall I is tell you what frisbee? it is? No, it's a social distancing Lovely. stick. <laughs> Just being swished in the air. It's exactly is exactly two meters mm-hmm. long, and you can swish it through the air. It's got excellent flexibility. Excellent malleability, and it comes in a lovely mahogany finish. Oh, so much like myself, then. <laughs> uh, right, going up to present okay. number two. Have a listen to this. What could this be? So that's either a dog panting, or right. possibly you doing a scratch card, or okay. maybe just a pet. Maybe just a pencil. Do you want to hear it again? So that sounds like you writing a cheque. Is it a cheque? Is it a massive (laughs) cheque? It's wishful thinking, Will. It's not a massive cheque, but it's better than that. It's the signature of Jean-Claude Van Damme. (laughs) Now, I found him. I found him uh, a um, local farmer's market he was shopping for root vegetables and i said jean claude i'm sorry to interrupt you but my friend will he's a mega fan of yours would you sign this and all i had with me was a receipt from boots i bought some i bought some baby formula i don't have a baby that drinks it but i knew there was going to be a shortage so i stopped up on it and um he said um in a sort of belgian accent i can only work with crayon so um (laughs) This is the sound of him signing a boots receipt in crayon. <laughs> well, I will treasure that when I get hold of it because uh, I'm a I'm a once, big fan of his. Once you get your hands have you seen them? Um, have you ever seen <laughs> okay. the, the Jean Claude Van Damme film Bloodsport? By the way, and yes, I have. Yes, it's, I think it's worth a rewatch. Maybe even a special episode where we watch it together because it is the most insanely hilarious, not necessarily intentionally so film I think I've ever seen. It's it's amazing. Anyway, 
It's brilliant. We could do a watch along party mm. for the listeners one day. That's a great idea. Um, but well, let's not no. stop there because we've still got two more presents How, to go. Can I've you got, believe I've it? Got a stick and I've got JCV's uh, autograph. What more could I need? But let's let's hear it. Well, check it out. This one's a little mm. bit special and more expensive than the last. Gosh, that's uh, still happening. Yeah. That's an array of noises, isn't it? It sounds like uh, you've accidentally put some chopsticks into the washing machine. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, it's not a bad guess, but no, it's not, although it is kitchen-related. Come on, then. I've, I, I've no idea on that one. I'm, a, I'm quite excited about this one. I have managed to get Rick Astley to cook you a gourmet meal for your birthday. Wow. What it- and this is him... Doing sausage and mash, it's doing the gravy. <laughs> I said, Rick, you're using too much whisk yeah. in that gravy. It's going to froth. Also, it's going to froth up. Sounds dry, doesn't it? It sounds like he hasn't, <laughs> hasn't got enough wet ingredients in that gravy, which is traditionally a a wet accompaniment. He's <laughs> doing a dry gravy. He's <laughs> just doing salt, yeah. sugar, and, and oxo. Bisto granules, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah. Just going to fire yeah, out. He's going to blow it into my face like he's a, <laughs> a, a 1980s wrestler. Uh, um, so that's something okay. to look forward to once uh, once we're released from our yeah. bondage. Um, but this final one is the okay. real present. So the one, the other ones were just a moose bouches. This is the big present. And as I said, I went a little bit crazy mm. this year. You know that I've had some some good luck with with uh, with money. Um, obviously, my business has been shut down for months and months. But um, I really but the sushi um, buttock stuff. I really been, splashed uh, out. <laughs> it's been it's been it's paying been, its dividends. It's been good news, hasn't quite it? Literally. Yeah. So this is the sound of your real okay. present. Have you bought me a trip to the dentist? <laughs> you should be so lucky. No, listen to it again. You'll get it this time. Is it a remote control car? Oh, it's close. It's a Robocop. <laughs> Finally. So this is what I've exactly, always wanted. This is what they is the Millennium 2000 model, the one that you've been keep keep te- mentioning, mm. keep dropping mm. hints about. Uh, it's got uh, an extra bendy shaft um, for r- rolling up or flipping out whenever yep. you want to. Fully articulated. Uh, it can cough, and it's fully chromed on the tip. I mean, it's both it's both a present for me and also a present for my wife. Yeah, I mean, she—I I won't lie to you—we discussed what 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 yeah, to get you. She, said, um, she was a little bit adamant. She wanted something. It was too big. What? I'll be honest with you, it was too big. And I said, "No, look, let's just be sensible. Let's have the Millennium Two Thousand Edition. It's exactly right for yeah. Will." Um, and I—I I, I think you're going to love she it. She said, "Well, that's better than nothing, and nothing is what I've been getting up until now. So, hopefully, with the aid of this new Robocop Two Thousand, uh, He'll finally be able to uh, give me something back for all that I've given him. It still will never be enough, but it's I'll a drop in it. the ocean, isn't it? But it may just keep my marriage alive. So I'm very grateful to you for that. 
Actually, that is one of the features of the Robocock 2000 Millennium Edition, is that it can fire a drop into the ocean from wherever you are in the wow. country. Okay. Well, I mean, if, you know, in Southampton, you know, into Southampton water, when you drop whatever you might want to drop into Southampton water, it doesn't doesn't improve things at all because it's a filthy stretch of water. It's, <laughs> it's barely water at all. Fair you can enough. walk on it in some places. <laughs> There's a real undercurrent of bitterness in <laughs> no, that last uh, I, I live in Southampton and I hate it. <laughs> Especially Southampton yeah. water, which I find disgusting. Um, so, Will, we're, we're running out of... We're fast running out of time. In fact, we've already cruised over mm, the usual um, time. I've still got some birthday treats for you, though. Okay. I'll save one of them for the next Yeah, why not? Yep. Because there's still time. But what I would like to do is... It went down so well yep. last week... Um, I've selected some adverts from the 1980s, oh, okay. which, of course, was the the decade that you were I born was. in. I was. I was born in 1980, on the dot. So I was going to um, select adverts from 1980, but then I realised that you were an infant swaddled um, in your basket, and you wouldn't know any adverts from, the eight, from that no. year. Um, so I've just selected the decade okay. of the 80s. Okay? Now, listeners, you can play along with us. Um, we are going to play the audio track of these. These are quite well-known 80s adverts, okay. so I expect you to get round about 75% on this. Okay. okay? Um, yep. Are you ready? Let's listen to the first advert. I recommend the porridge. The alibert is nice. You can stay without any reply. But show them kennel That's a different matter. They'll all reply. They're tasty, tasty, very, very tasty. They're very tasty. Would you care for yogurt? The green peas are nice. The continental breakfast ain't bad. But Sean Kellogg's that's a different matter. They'll all reply. They're tasty, tasty, very, very tasty. Kellogg's You know this cook catch on. So obviously it's a breakfast cereal. And is it is it just cornflakes? Is that your tasty, guess? Tasty, tasty, very tasty. Kellogg's cornflakes. Yeah, I think cornflakes. It's n- it's not oh, cornflakes. It, it is a flake, but it's not corn. It's not crunchy nut cornflakes. No. No. It's not frosties. That's not frosties. No. Oh. Tasty, tasty, very, very is it tasty. Special K? Oh, come no. on then. It's a flake. It's I a flake. I can't think of any more flakes. It's the only. It's the only flake you haven't mentioned. It keeps you regular. Oh, it's all bran. Or, no, uh, Sultana nope. bran or whatever it is. It's bran, bran flakes. flakes. That's what I mean, bran flakes. Bran okay. flakes. It, it, I can't give you I mean, that it, one. It, what they should have done is they should have made the entire advert about your alimentary canal and they should have like made up a song all about your bum and having regular movements. And then that would have been a bit more on message, and I would have, I would have known. It would have been easier yeah. for you, but I think it, would it is. Have, I think it would have muddied the, the <laughs> sales. It is difficult to get things to rhyme with lower duodenum, isn't it? So, <laughs> okay, that was a good one. I, I, I think I get half marks for that. All right. No, you don't. Okay, you get fine. nothing. Yeah. Number two. Yep. Are you ready? I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. Lifetime guarantee. Take what you want both night and day. Then re 
Re-record, not fade away. Re-record, not fade away. Re-record, not fade away. Every recording is good as the first, or we'll give you a new tape. You can watch forever. Re-record, not fade away. Lovely. Uh, I like the beeps in it because it makes me think there's yeah. a rude word there, but there isn't. Super. Um, so when I first, when I heard first the Rolling Stones number that that's based on, I thought they'd yeah. copied the advert. I didn't realise it was the other way around. It was, um, <laughs> but it's Scotch, isn't it? Scotch VHS tapes. Very and it was good. A, there was a skeleton, uh, a kind of yes. claymation, I think, skeleton or animated skeleton. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. That's fantastic recollection, Will, because I that was the one I thought you wouldn't get. Um, so you've uh, you you've shut out on the easy one, but you got the hard one, um, which is kind of how you roll. Uh, I isn't always it? get the hard one. That's what it says on says on my business um, card. <laughs> uh, oh, that's foul. <laughs> right, um, this next one it's got a lovely little echo back to the beginning okay. of the podcast. Let's listen. Just one. <laughs> Absolute classic, and you got it. Oh, solo mio, uh, but to the tune of just one cornetto. Lovely stuff. Possibly one of the most well-known adverts uh, ever. Yes, uh, as, as far as nineteen eighties adverts go, can only be beaten by Gino or Gino Ginelli, which was uh, fake Italian ice cream. Do you not remember Gino Ginelli? It was, yeah, it was forever like sort of young, attractive people wearing trousers that are too short and going around on mopeds. <laughs> and they did tutti frutti, and they're the only people who ever did tutti frutti. And I still, to this day, don't know what flavour tutti frutti was. It, just, it had sort of well, lumps just, of stuff uh, in it, didn't it? Sort of lumps of. It's vanilla ice cream, but with candy yeah, fruit in it. I mean, oh, okay. everyone knows what tutti frutti is. Um, yeah, well done. You. you got it. Um, got it bang on. Uh, and this is the next one for you. you have a copy of Fly Fishing by J.R. Hartley. It is rather old. It's by J.R. Hartley. Drags on a okay. bit. I mean, we could probably end up there, can't we? I think we need to get to the, the money show. We don't just help them with nasty things in life, like a blocked grave. We're there for the nice things, too. You do? Oh, that's wonderful. Can you keep it for me? My name? Oh, yes. It's J.R. Hartley. J.P. Hartley, writer of The Go-Between, author of The Go-Between, and writer. <laughs> Did that for GCSE, didn't we? Um, uh, yes, it is, of course, Yellow Pages. Yellow pages, very similar though. to um, nailed it. the Werther's original advert. Uh, do you remember the Werther's original advert where he said it's all about like I remember the first sweetie that my grandfather gave me this wonderful butter candy, and I can remember thinking <laughs> I must be somebody very special, and now I give it to my grandchildren too. <laughs> And everybody goes, what the hell? I said it almost yeah. word for what word What the hell there. are you talking about? 
<laughs> no one has ever heard of these. He used to take me into yes. a room, turn down the lights, and then I'd feel something cylindrical enter my mouth, sweet and buttery. Come to think of it, he wasn't actually my grandfather. <laughs> he was the stable oh, lad. <laughs> anyway, we got married, and in the end... Christ! We've been very happy together. <laughs> Oh, tremendous mm. fun. Um, some terrible statistics oh, on that awful. sort of thing, yeah. especially from the 70s awful, and 60s. Um, and would, would you like the yes, final please. advert from the decade of your yes, birth, please. Will? Let's hear it. This is, I think this is probably the most recognisable, but let's listen anyway. Only the crumbliest <laughs> chocolate Tastes like chocolate never tasted before The beeps there are particularly good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got such a lovely sort of deep American caramel voice, which was so alien to us back in the 80s. Uh, um, just saying, fucking Cadbury's cream, fucking chocolate. <laughs> it was, of course, Cadbury's flake. And it was the... Um, Cadbury's There was flake. a woman and she was eating a flake in the bath, wasn't she? And she was in this kind yeah. of... She had this massive room. It was a room like the size of a ballroom that she was having a bath in. And she had like a, an old-fashioned bath on legs, which clearly wasn't plumbed into the floor. So it was like, she's got this huge room. Someone's filled it up for her. In she gets. They're like, the curtains are blowing. She's left the... Which, you know, she's going to be cold in that bath. I think she's on a tropical Is island, she, though. Why is she having a bath, then? And, and she's having a... <laughs> she's having a flake, and then the, the water goes over the edge of the bath which I realise now is uh, a metaphor for the moment of sexual climax. <laughs> they couldn't... Just like the yeah, game between by J.P. Yeah, Hartley. They couldn't, they couldn't show a woman actually reaching climax <laughs> at 3pm on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon just before gladiators. So instead, <laughs> instead they showed it by metaphor. Like they equally could have shown her like sitting on a rocket going to the moon, or maybe on a train going into a tunnel, but they chose they chose a bath overflowing, fireworks going off, uh, <laughs> lovely stuff. Oh, that was marvellous. We should do this every week. This is this is uh, a tremendous trip down memory lane. So that was you did extremely Thanks. well there. Well, I predicted you'd get seventy five percent, but you actually scored eighty percent in that. I'm, I'm upset quiz. That I didn't get the brand flakes. I got the wrong kind of flakes. But there we go. You were close, but do you know what? Don't beat yourself up because you're 40 years old now and things aren't functioning quite as they should I mean, the do. fact that we're man- managing to record rem- this at all is a, is a minor miracle, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't somehow like fallen over it- and put my face through the screen or eaten the microphone. <laughs> well, it's a, mir- it's a miracle that my computer's still working because it's doused in a quite a strong continental does the, lager. Does the alcoholic content make a difference when you douse your... Your laptop in it. It possibly does. It possibly does. The electrolytes may be slightly different. Maybe that's what saved it. It prevents electrolytes. If it had been, if it had been like a cause light or something, some horrible piss lager like that, then maybe uh, it would have just sparked the whole thing out. Um, well, well, 
I've had mm. tremendous fun uh, this so evening. I. It's been a little. You've been a little ray of uh, sunshine in a, an otherwise quite boring right. week. Um, <laughs> Jolly good. I've loved chatting with you, and I'm sure the listeners have loved listening to you because you really did go on and on tonight, <laughs> I did. didn't and you? And the thing is, I could have gone on for another forty-five minutes about <laughs> stuff which was equally pointless and trivial. But there we go. That's something to look forward to for, for next time, isn't it? Some more pointless, trivial nonsense. Listeners, we'd love to know how you're getting on during lockdown number two here in the UK, if you are in the UK, and if you're in any other country, how you're coping with things over there. Things might just be fine. Yeah, if you're, you if you're one of those um, many listeners we've got over in New Zealand, fuck you with your, f- <laughs> with your life as normal and your functioning government. How dare you? Shove it, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this for the second um, time do, over do here. Do tweet us. We're doing this for the second time over here because we were run by a bunch of complete monkeys and suits. And you've got actually you've um, got people who run your country properly, you twat. All right, calm down. So we'd love to hear from you listeners. You can tweet us at Shuttlepod4, of course, and you can email us, Will. What can I you email know. us on? Shuttlepodcast at gmail.com. Get your emails in. Um, and Will and I will be coming mm. at you during lockdown two with more fun and mirth, more delightful oral creams. That's right. and, um, and ultimately, we will see you next time on Shuttlepod. Shuttlepod.